a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up? We are back. We hope you had a great weekend because we sure did. And we hope you're ready to sit down and strap up for this one because we're going to war, baby. That's right. We're talking about War 19, Hall of Fame 10, going down this weekend in Lima, Ohio at the Impound Sports, Empowered Sports Center. And we got on a special guest here. We got Thomas Williams on with us. We're also going to be followed up with a couple of people that's going to be on the card, some champions, some challengers. It's going to be full of surprises. We're going to jump right into it with Big Kez talking about some Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're going to jump right in. He's got this 10th Hall of Fame show down at War Wrestling, and we have Thomas Williams. And I'm going to have a couple questions about this year's nominees. But first, I want to know the origin. When and why did you decide to start this Hall of Fame uh, uh, induction? Um, well, the thing was, is, is I, I've said before previous or whatever, you know, our fans see our guys um, as legitimate stars. And, you know, the guys that started with us, they paved the way for the way we are now. And at the end of the day, um, you know, a lot of these guys, the only thing they have is the memories. And, you know, they feel unappreciated. You know, it's like, you know, it's like taking a horse out to slaughter or whatever. Once they're done, they're done. And we just felt that there was a need for it. You know, that we felt that there was a need for guys that helped pave the way, you know. Um, you know, guys that were legitimate stars like the Al Snows of the world and guys like that that had, you know, history here in Ohio. But also the guys that started with us, you know, like uh, – the guys that are being nominated this year, um, Harker Craig and Brandon Blaze are like from Illinois, and they're like two of the original OGs of our our promotion, which is like 19 years ago. And you know, just I want those guys to understand that we care, the fans care, and you know, it's it's their one last time to be in front of a live crowd, and just have that feeling that you know that it, it was it was for something and not for nothing. And over 19 years, I'm sure you have uh, quite a few uh, people in this Hall of Fame. Do you know about the number of how many people are in this? Uh, we normally do anywhere between four and five. So I would imagine around 50, um, give or take around 50 people or whatever. You know, we've done, we've, we've nominated, uh, Truth Martini's been inducted. Um, Eddie Venom's been inducted. Uh, Nate Matson's been inducted. Um, Nigel McGinnis has been inducted. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys or whatever that we've used, you know, Matt Stryker and not the one that was on WWE, <laughs> but you know, we, he, you know, he, he started with us, you know, the Chad Colliers of the world, um, the Highlanders that were in the WWE, you know, all those guys, you know, like the Highlanders, for instance, is a good example of that. Like we was their very first booking in the United States, you know, wow. and you know, like they just, it, they be, basically became friends of ours through uh, our very first champion, which was Stevie Lee, who passed away. Um, he was on tour with them up in Canada and they, you know, ended up saying they wanted to come down here and work. So, you know, we took a chance, you know, we, we booked them on shows and, you know, I'm, I'm still friends to them, to them this day, to the, today, you know, I mean, 20 years later, you know, I still talk to the, all those guys. And let's get into some of this year's, uh, nominees or inductees i should say right. and uh 
well, why they're there and why they're chosen to be right. put into the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, Brandon Blaze and Hardcore Craig were two um, two guys that, you know, they were just old school, smash mouth, um, in your face guys. And no matter what I ever asked them to do, they did it. Um, and over the years, and I kind of put this in perspective when I say it because the times have changed, but they were in a faction with a guy named Metalhead Steve Stone. And their gimmick was called American History Next. So everybody knows what that movie is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was supposed to be their gimmick. Well, our fans love them so much that they legitimately brought out a neo-Nazi flag and our fans made them baby faces. Wow. That is 100% that's of true. Hardcore. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, and the thing was, and it was strictly because our fans respected the effort that they gave over all of those years. They looked past the gimmick. You know, they looked past the gimmick. They looked past all that stuff, and they were like, these guys come in, they bust their ass, they do what needs to be done, and they go out there and perform and give 110%. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's truthfully the reason why they're nominated, because those guys helped pave the way for the new generation. You know what I mean? They truly, truly did. And, you know, they didn't they didn't know me from Adam when I when I uh, booked them the very first time. Um, it was through Danny Daniels, who runs AAW, and uh, Metalhead Steve Stone. And they didn't know me, but over the years, you know, like I said, you know, our fans just adapted to them because they busted their ass and they did what needed to be done. You know, like I said, I was blown away. Like I said, I remember my wildest dreams thought that that gimmick would be basically be cheered. You know what I mean? And it was. And it's not like our fans were like, oh, you know, we're, we're Nazi lovers or whatever. It was just the fact that they knew that those guys gave 110% all the time. Um, Robbie Starr is another one. Robbie Starr is another guy. Um, I want to say he was like, 20 years old when I started using him and he's had tag team partners with a uh, hot commodity Matt Mason and Jimmy Shane and he's another guy where he's just evolved over the years he's always gave 110% and he can be gone for four or five years and when he shows up again it's like Hulk Hogan showed up you know like I can't explain it it's just another one of those things where guys busted their butts for for the fans and the fans respected it you know their fans seen that they were out there giving 110 percent. so whether you loved him or you hated him the fans respected the effort that he gave and uh, zach spades is another one kind of similar to that um our fans are very very quirky that they love the strange gimmicks you know what I mean? Like his gimmick is, uh, you know, sick and twisted Zach Spades. And he used to come out in a straight jacket and like Hannibal Lecter type thing. And a dude would really, a dude would wheel him out to the ring on like a dolly. That was his gimmick. And our fans absolutely loved this dude. Like it was just blew me away. And they loved him so much. I kind of put it in perspective. We, the very first show that we ever did at the Civic Center in downtown Lima, we drew 1,200 people on a Sunday. And it had Abyss on the show, Kevin Thorne on the show, and Conga Kong on the show. Well, they were part of an eight-man tag. Well, Zach Spades was the fourth member of that crew. He popped out of a casket. And you would have thought that it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, there's like three, you know, three legitimate stars there on one team. And then he pops out of the casket and they were like, we don't even care about the other three guys. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where the, the it's, you know, I will say most of our nominees and inductees are strictly because from the from a fan standpoint, you know, the fans le- legitimately see those guys as stars and they just want to one more story from those guys or one more time to see those guys. So that's kind of why we nominated them this year. So you and your people, you listen to what your fans uh, say in regards of over the years of the talent in your promotion that deserved to go into this Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's 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 definitely you know, and I have and I have a I have a I have a committee, you know, of guys. You know, they'll be like, hey, what about this guy? What about that guy? But at the end of the day, it's really truly strictly the fans the fans you know response or whatever of nominating the guys and us inducting them. You know, that's pretty much true. I mean, you know, we like I said, we always listen to the fans, you know, like we got a guy uh, like Zach Spates, for instance, like I said, he hasn't been around in a few years or whatever, you know, but there's always people who are like, hey, when are you going to bring Zach Spades back? Or, hey, when are you going to bring this guy back or that guy back? You know, so if the wrestlers can leave that type of impression on your fans, then you know they're doing their job, you know, and you know that those fans see those guys as legitimate stars. 
you know, so that's the reason why we wanted to do it. You know, I mean, like I said, we've known, uh, you know, I don't know if how far you guys go back, but the outlaws, Woody and Bobby Lee was up in Michigan for a long time. Like I still talk, I still talk to Dave to this day, you know, them, them guys got history here in Lima, you know what I mean? And they were mainstays on, on the um, circuit in Michigan and Ohio and all that for many, 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 many years. And, you know, when I said that we were nominating them, you would have thought that they had just won the lottery because they were kind of like, man, how do you remember that? And I'm like, listen, that's why I'm in this business is, is you know what I mean? Old school to me is the less actors of the world and you know the Woody Lees of the world and all those guys or whatever you know Bobo Brazil and you know all those guys or whatever you know so I know my history of the wrestling and I know you know those guys helped pave the way and I'm forever grateful that I ever had an opportunity you know to be in this business and without them paving the way there would be no me so we're going to switch gears here but before we do what time is the hall of fame ceremony what time do you have to be there by before you're not getting in Right on. Uh, VIP doors open at 4:45, and then general mission is. Or let me rephrase that. Uh, VIP is at 4 p.m. General mission is 4:45, and then the Hall of Fame is at 5:30. And we are not letting anybody in if they're not in the building at 5:30 because it's just too much noise. You know, it's just it's just a huge distraction. Um, and like I said, we've we've done it for. 10 years and we've maybe had one or two complaints or whatever of a new first time fan or like, Hey, why are you locked me out? You know what I mean? Cause we legit lock the doors and there's someone posted at the door. Like, sorry about your luck. We don't care if you spent $5,000 with us, you're not getting in. <laughs> so if you don't get there by four forty-five, what 530. time? 530. So, if, 530. You're, so yep. if you, so if you're not there for the hall of fame ceremony, you, uh, you, you, uh, you missed that. You lock the doors. What time can they get there for wrestling? Right after the hall of fame, which is okay. typically, which is typically six 30. Okay. Which is, and, and honestly, I expect most of the VIPs to be there regardless, you know, and we, we may have a couple of stragglers and people fail to realize this is we normally open the doors for G general mission at six 30 anyways. Gotcha. You know, so it really isn't any different from the norm. It's just the fact of, we don't want the stragglers coming in and dragging their kids and scooting chairs and tables and <laughs> everything else during all of this, you know, because it's, it's a huge ordeal for us. I'm going to throw it over to Brokowski and Jay Bird to talk about the Battle Royal. So go okay. ahead, uh, Brokowski. Yeah, we were just going to go from the Hall of Fame, start getting into the action. Um, we know that this is actually for suicide awareness. This is called the Jeremy McLean Memorial yep. Battle Royal. And I mean, we're about to have two guests on, but before we get them on to talk about it or while we're getting them on, could you elaborate a little bit on what this Battle Royal means to you and why it came about? Okay. Well, um, the, 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 the thing was, is, uh, the family, the family member, the family member that passed away actually killed himself. And, uh, we got involved with them through bowling. Um, my wife and is a huge bowler. We go to nationals every year for Las Vegas. We go to state and we kind of friended them or whatever. And, uh, one of the guys that's a part of that actually is on my team now and helps me behind the scenes, like set up and crew and all of that. And the first year we did it, which was last year they wanted to be a sponsor and they just want to bring awareness to suicide you know suicide and anybody that's ever been in wrestling and knows all of that or whatever that you know i've talked a ton of guys off the ledges over the years or whatever um you know because they just can't deal with day-to-day -day life after wrestling or whatever they feel like they should made it so to me it was a perfect marriage of bringing awareness to suicide prevention or whatever um, on a grander scale or whatever, but also doing it through the, the wrestling. So they, they end up coming to me and they want, and they sponsor, they sponsor the battle role. Um, and they give us money for the battle role and we have a plaque made and this, that, and the other. So, you know, that's the main reason why we do it because we're very, very advocate, um, you know, huge advocates of, you know, uh, mental health. I, you know, I was just, uh, not the, not that I'm going to name drop, but I just worked the impact tapings or whatever last two weeks ago in Columbus and they had a PSA that played prior to the pay-per-view and all of that about mental health awareness. You know what I mean? So that's a grander scale. So if we can trim that down to our scale and still bring suicide awareness to the fans and to the wrestlers or whatever, then I'm all for it. Definitely. That's absolutely awesome too, that the family goes ahead and does that to keep the awareness out. You know, my family's been affected by suicide and there's a lot of people out there that affects it every day, you know, with mental health. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, 
you know, going back before our our uh, two guests show up. Actually, I know Hardcore Craig and Brandon Blaze is going to be in this. Any chance we're going to see a Robbie superstar or uh, a Robbie, 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 Robbie Star, Hardcore Craig, and Brandon Blaze are all three actually in uh, the Battle Royal. And I reached out to Sick and Twisted Zach Spades, and I'll be totally honest with you, he may just pop up last minute or whatever and spear somebody and eliminate himself because that's just what he normally does. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm being honest with you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, you know? He may come out from the crowd in his gear and spear somebody. I have no clue at that point, you know what I mean? Because that's just him. And I'm not saying that, that you know, like, you know, like, shoot, that is 100% a shoot. He may just show the hell up and spear somebody and eliminate himself and leave because that's what he's done before, you know. But, yeah, I mean, all those guys wanted to be a part of it. It goes back to what we talked about of, you know, they want that one last hurrah. You know what I mean? They want that one. Even if it's a battle world, they're still going to be performing in front of five or 600 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what they want. They want that one last where, holy shit, I'm a pro wrestler. I'm being inducted. This is awesome. They're chanting my name or they're booing me or they're cheering me. That's what guys want at the end of the day, regardless if you're a rookie or a 30-year vet. We just want to feel normal and we want to feel like a human being because, you know, at, at some point in time after doing this for so long, it just becomes robotic and you quit having fun and this, that, and the other. So those guys have nothing to lose. They're just going to have, go out there, have a little bit of fun in the battle role. Probably them two will probably end up beating the shit out of each other, to be honest with you, because that's just the type of guys that they are. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, they, they, I reached out to them and asked them about the battle role and they were all for it. So I was like, Hey, let's put them in it. No, that's absolutely awesome. And when the roof blows off the place, when Sig and Twisted Zach Spades comes running out to spear somebody, I know who the hell he is. I can't <laughs> wait to that. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm being honest with you guys. Like, you know, everyone says, oh, wrestling's at work. Like, I truly have not heard from him. He may show up the day of, you know what I mean? And literally be like, hey, I want to be in a battle royal, but I just want to spear somebody and be the end of it. Yeah, I know. It's like I finally heard of, uh, you know, what he sounds like. Sounds so freaking awesome. I want to see more of him, you know. I, I can't wait. Who else is going to be in this battle royal? Oh, uh, we got a kid named Ryan Michaels or whatever. He's got an agent called Nick Han. Um, they're, you know, they're just, I'll be honest with you, I would probably punch Nick Han outside of wrestling. <laughs> You know, but I mean, he, you know, he's, he, you know, the fans don't like him. Um, you know, you got James B, who was part of the Wise Guys or whatever. Um, he's a big, huge dude. And then uh, Crash Jackson is actually in it, which is the winner from last year. And uh, Damian Chambers is also in the Battle Royal. Okay, that's two uh, two names we're pretty familiar with. Um, and also one, isn't um uh, Apollo Q star? Isn't he in the? Uh, yep. yep. He's yep. He's actually one of the original. He's yep. He's original one of the original OGs with us too, man. You know, like I love love Apollo. Um, you know, we inducted him, uh, I believe, two years ago, and then he was like, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm not old and washed up. You know, I want to take on some of these young cats or whatever, and you know, he can still go. You know what I mean? And our fans love him. You know, as soon as they hear his music. They know who he is. They know that he's going to give 110%, and they absolutely love him, you know. So it's like it's a no-brainer to bring those guys back. Just because they're in the Hall of Fame, you know, in my eyes, doesn't necessarily mean that they don't still have it in the ring, you know what I mean? And I'm all for bringing back those guys and letting them perform in front of our crowd. Yeah, you started yeah, the you last show off with two Hall of Fame yep. members that nobody's fooled when you had Apollo, um, Apollo Star versus Cody Hawk. That yep. started your show off, and like you said, Apollo Star, he got – one of the biggest pops of the night, yep. um, you know, when he come out. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is, is, you know, like, I, I you know, even though they're inducted, you know, I, I want them to understand, you know, that I still, you know, I still care about the boys and just because they're part of the you know, hall of fame or whatever, you know, don't necessarily mean that, you know, I'm never going to use them or whatever. It's just the fact of it's my way of basically telling those guys, thank you for all the years that they busted their butts for, for our crowd and, and you know, for us. Yeah, definitely. I just found that out about Apollo this past weekend, or when we seen him at RPW, another show we were out talking with him. I, I love Uncle Q. He's awesome. Um, and I know being a better world, there's got to be some hidden surprises in there. We don't need to know nothing, but we know that there's got to be some some good old war surprises waiting to pop off. Absolutely. And the thing, and the thing about it is, like you said, I'm not going to let things through, but I will say this, and I'll go on the record to say this, that there is at least – two guys returning that were probably two of the biggest stars for our fan base in the last 15 years of, of the promotion. And, uh, you know, 
like I said, it's just one of those things where, you know, you want, you, you got to be there because you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know who's going to pop out. And, you know, like I said, there's going to be lots of twists and turns. And I will be honest with everybody here when I say this, if there's anybody that is pissed off about how the show is or whatever, I will be very, very, very surprised because I plan on, we plan on pulling out all the stops. You know, I mean, like I said, there's going to be lots of twists and turns and lot, lots of, uh, you know, lots of guys returning and all of that sort of thing, you know, and I'll go on the record to say this. You might even see me out there managing somebody that night. And I haven't done that for a very, very, very long time. But uh, you may see, you may end up see even see me out there managing, a, managing a guy or whatever that night. So I love it. I love it. I can't wait. And that and that's just one of the matches we got. We got we got a few to get to today. And we're going to go ahead and move on to a championship match. Yeah, our, our guest has a little technical difficulties, the ones that are going to join this segment, um, I'm being told. So they might jump on later. Um, if they do, we'll, we'll bring him on and, and we'll ask him about the Battle Royal. Um, but, like, uh, but like Brokowski said, let's move on to the next match. And that match is the daughter of a thousand maniacs, the War Women's Champion, Shauna Reed taking on Harley Fairfax. And she's going to have Jexy Black in her corner with her that night. Yeah, you know, Jexy, Jexy, uh, people don't realize, you know, she's she's a fully trained wrestler. And, uh, you know, she only manages for us or whatever, but she's also part of a faction with Warhorse and uh, um, Matt Taylor, a guy named like Matt Taylor. And uh, Shauna, Shauna's been with us for a very, very long time, you know, um, and, you know, she, she the fans love her. You know what I mean? The fans absolutely love her. Harley Fairfax, uh, people fail to realize that she is actually a legitimate badass in real life. You know, she's got a MMA background and shoot fight background and she's been training, you know, in mixed martial arts or whatever. I think she told me for like 15 years. And uh, so, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, it's uh, one of those matches where it could steal the show. It really, truly, truly could because, you know, it's just a regular normal match. There ain't no gimmicks or anything like that. But I also know that those two girls are probably just going to beat each other up because that's just what they do. You know what I mean? They wrestle all over. They wrestle in their home promotion, which is FGW. Um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where the fans just, you know, they want to see, they want to see a good, a good woman's match. Um, you know, I'm a little bit different in my way of thinking on that. And the reason why I say that is, is I want girls that wrestle. Um, I don't necessarily care about the TNA part of it or whatever, you know, um, I want girls that can actually get in the ring and actually do it and, uh, you know, wrestle. And I don't want to sound sexist, but I want them to wrestle like a guy. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's that's what I want. You know what I mean? And both of those girls can do it. You know, um, Shauna has got a little bit of a weird gimmick, you know, now or whatever, where, you know, she's got all these multiple personalities. So we really, truly don't even know who in the hell is going to show up. But the ironic thing about that is, is and I'll kind of expand a little bit. She's loved by our fans and her her own husband, Cody Hawk, is hated by our fans so that's a whole nother twist and turn or whatever that could go down or whatever that night because even at the show that dan and them was at like the fans like she came out and they tried to interfere in her match and help her and the fans were basically chanting divorce yeah <laughs> You know, so like there's so many twists and turns like you're just kind of like, uh, how are we going to do this? Because, like I said, she's loved and he's hated. So, you know, right. how are the fans going to adapt to that? You know what I mean? Or, you know, could it be a part of, you know, could Cody Hawk try to be involved or whatever? You don't really truly know. So, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's one of the dynamics of the match. She actually when they came out, uh, she did a cross um, a, a cross body out of the ring onto the old school posse yep. uh, to stop them from getting involved. So, yeah. It was definitely interesting uh, dynamic to see her cheered and then uh, as bad as uh, Cody and them were booed. Um, like I said, that's her legit husband. The, fan no yeah. the fans know that they're married and they're like, we love you, Shona, but your husband's an asshole. Right. You know, that's just a weird dynamic. You know what I mean? You would think that they would both be loved or both be hated. You know what I mean? But it's just a weird, a weird, weird vibe. And at Nobody's Fool, she was the... Um, Shauna was a special guest referee for Harley Fairfax's match yep. against Paloma star. Yep. So th there was some stuff happened in that match. Um, you know, when it was over between Shauna and uh, Paloma star, but Harley Fairfax is getting the shot. And I'll tell you, this match is going, is going to be interesting. Shauna, like you said, is so over um, and is so loved by the war wrestling fans. And, um, you know, Harley Fairfax being a part of, um, you know, the guy in light, um, 
I'm Matthew Taylor. Well, here's another whole here's a whole other dynamic that we haven't even discussed. But Paloma and Ari Alexander both say that they're coming to the show. Yeah. So who knows? Right. I do like your hat, Dan. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was definitely a, a must when I was at uh, Nobody's Fool last month. Um, which, again, I've told you this before. It was a phenomenal show. And if that's just the show that leads up to the 19th anniversary show, I can imagine what, what you're going to pull out um, of your bag of tricks for this show. And, um, you know, we've had conversations about how you um, – you're never satisfied. You always want to go above and beyond for each show. And nope. just the, and when, when we're done talking about the individual matches we are, we'll talk about the rest of them. We right do on. have yeah. someone joining us. Let's see who that is. And it is our women's champion, Shauna Reed. Shauna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're just talking about your match um, and everything for um, that you have with Harley Fairfax. Uh, and you were the special guest referee last month for her match. Um, do, uh, do you have any words for Harley Fairfax or words for war wrestling on the 19th anniversary show? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, me and Harley Fairfax have shared the squared circle so many times. I know her so well. She's been itching to get her rematch with me. Um but I've worked too um, damn hard, too damn long, waiting for a chance at this opportunity, waiting for a chance to hold this title, and there's no way I'm letting it go easily. Yeah, we talked about how last month you were the referee and, and, and how old school tried to get involved, and you, uh, and, and, and you had to uh, stand your ground and, and, uh, and keep them from getting involved. So um, we appreciate you for stopping goodbye and giving us some words uh, for your match and for the war wrestling fans. And we can't wait to see uh, Shauna Reed defend her title against Harley Fairfax. Yes. Be there. All right. Thank you, Shauna. Going from one title match and to the next match. We might as well go ahead and talk about, I believe, the next guest that is joining yes. us. It is it is the guiding light himself. Matthew Taylor is joining yes. us here to talk about his match against Austin Mannix for the respect title in a kendo stick on a pole match. It's a pretty big well, night for you. Well, hello there, children. It is a big night, a monumentous night, a wonderful, grand night. The night that I become your new respect champion. So you're getting a match with Austin Mannix with the kendo stick uh, involved. Um, so what is it that Matthew Taylor wants to tell the Pro Wrestling Edge listeners um, who are tuning into this episode um, on what's going on with uh, the Austin Mannix match and what Matthew Taylor is going to do? Oh, well, you see, children, pull up your chairs. Listen very closely because you see Austin Mannix says he wants to kill. He wants to bring violence. And all I ever tried to do was save you all from violence. But yet here we are just a few short days away from a kendo stick on a pole match. And the first person to get that stick gets to beat the hell out of the other one. And the winner becomes new respect champion. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I didn't want this. I didn't want violence. But I'm not afraid of it. And that's where we're at. Last show, you had Damian Chambers, and, and you made an example of Damian Chambers to get ready for this match um, against Austin Mannix. And, you know, Austin Mannix wasn't even at the show. Um, I know he had a different match scheduled, but he wasn't at the show because Matthew Taylor had some words for him. Yes, Because you wanted that respect title. Yeah, because you see, war wrestling... Well, wrestling is my home. It's my, it's my playground. And I respect everyone. And I love everyone too much not to be there. Uh, unlike Austin Mannix, who just, you know, shows up when he wants to. And, and then, you know, he tries to run the place and be violent and hurt people, which is something I would never do personally. It sickens me. 
But we're going to change all that this Saturday night because I'm going to be your respect champion. I'm going to bring honor back to that title, and I am going to save war wrestling. Matthew Taylor, we appreciate you for joining us. You appreciate for sharing your words with our listeners as well. And we'll be talking with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much. And that was the guiding light, Matthew Taylor. Um, A few words real quick from you, Tom, about this match um, with Austin Mannix, with the guiding light, Matthew Taylor and why the kendo stick on a pole match because some of our listeners may not be as familiar with your product because you said you're you're a hometown lima guy with oh you know with your shows but let us know why the stipulation of the kendo stick match well the stipulation honestly is is uh you know austin manix to me is kind of like a cross between stone cold steve austin and the sandman and he would much rather just beat you to death with the kendo stick. He don't care about the wins, the losses, the whatever. He just wants to kick somebody's ass. And Matthew Taylor, yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. Matthew Taylor is solid in the ring. I don't necessarily get his gimmick. I don't necessarily, you know, appreciate his followers and him always whatever. But for about the last six months, every single time that Austin Mannix is in the ring, Matthew Taylor is jumping. Matthew Taylor is beating him up. Matthew Taylor is beating with the kendo, his own kendo stick. And to be totally honest, I think like this feud just needs to end. It just needs to come to an end. And it's just going to be two guys that don't necessarily like each other, that don't necessarily think the same way towards each other, that just want to beat the piss out of each other. And it so happens to have, you know, that the respect title is on the line, you know, and may the better win, wait, excuse me, may the better man win. But here's the thing. It's all about, you know, the respect title. So if Matt Taylor wins, is Austin Mannix going to respect him? Or if Austin Mannix respects him or wins, is Matt Taylor going to respect him? That's the whole dynamic of, of the match. You know, you got two veteran guys that have, you know, a long, they've been doing it a long, long time. They got, you know, they know each other. They've wrestled each other um, over the years. And to be honest, the match itself. And here's the thing, guys. That is the fourth match on the show. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's legit. The fourth match on the show. That's literally how I was going to be leading into the, the next match that we get into, into is it's the fourth match that we're going to talk about here. But, yeah, it's like I feel like we're at the fourth main event of the day. Yeah. Every that's match anywhere. You are you are right about that. Like I tell everybody, you know, when this these these shows that we do, uh, you know, our is our WrestleMania moment, um, our WrestleMania show. And you know, we have a, a year-long build-up. You know, the, a lot of these matches have been going on since last anniversary show, which was last May. So we pretty much planted those seeds for a whole year, and the fans are emotionally connected to to what's going on for the whole year. You know, so they want to see the payoff. You know what I mean? And when we book these matches, we go into it as, you know, every match could be a main event on another card. And that's the way we book them. That's the way we always we've done it. We've done it that way for 10 years. You know, we theoretically work backwards where we pretty much know what we want to do, how we want to get to it or whatever. And we work backwards from there to where we plant all these seeds or whatever and all these angles and storylines and all of that to where the fans are emotionally connected, you know, and. I'm a little bit different in that. I think emotions is what sells tickets. It's not moves. It's not whatever. It's emotions. If you can get a fan emotionally connected to it, we've had fans. We've had fans that have legitimately cried when someone got beat up. You know what I mean? We've had fans call the cops when someone got beat up. You know what I mean? Because they're that emotionally invested in what we do. So, and you know, fans being emotionally invested. The way Dan was talking from the last show, coming up on the next one, the war title match is going to be a ladder match. And it started out as Aaron Williams is the champion issuing an open challenge. And the return of the voodoo king, Mojo McQueen, ended up showing up. And Dan said the place just exploded. There, He said the air, the air got sucked out and it just exploded. So what was so fascinating about this is Aaron Williams uh, was supposed to have a match. The match didn't happen. He comes out, does what he normally does. Um, gets the mic, talks, issues an open challenge. 
he's talking about the guys he, he's beat and there's nobody left and, and everybody's gone and, and this and that lights go out. And when the lights went out, I, you know, I think the fans knew what was happening at this, how loyal and dedicated your fans are. I think they knew what they were going to see as soon as those lights went out. And when those lights came back on, Mojo was standing there behind Aaron Williams and uh, Mojo just lays him out. You know, I, I, I posted a, a, a TikTok with a picture where Aaron Williams is laying his back and Mojo standing over top of him. And uh, the place was absolutely going insane. So the fans are definitely excited for Aaron Williams defending his title against Mojo because it, it, to me, it looks like everyone wants Mojo McQueen to come out on top in this one. Um, so, yeah. so this is a big deal for, uh, for Mojo. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Here's a little backstory on all of that, too. Um, Mojo was legitimately hurt in another match for another promotion. So he's theoretically hasn't had a match in our promotion for like almost nine months. You know, he was legitimately hurt. And, you know, here you go again. There's a guy that normally on any other show, any other promotion, he's the bad guy because of just the way that he looks. Our fans love him. And the crazy thing is, and here's a little bit of a backstory on my my history with Mojo. The very first time I ever met him was actually at a show in Michigan, uh, ran by Orlando Christopher. And as soon as I seen him, I said, dude, I love your look. I love your gimmick. Our fans are going to make you the number one babyface in our promotion within a year. We brought him in as the bad guy. We brought him in as a bad guy. And I'll be honest with you, within the year, he was easily the most over babyface we had in the company. And it's just because he has a gimmick, he's unique looking, and he gives it 110%. I mean, the guy's legit 6'4", 260, and he's trained legitimately in Lucha Libre. You know what I mean? Like, how many Lucha Libres do you see that are 6'4", 260? You know what I mean? Like he can go, you know what I mean? But he has a gimmick to back it up. He's, he invests his time. And I'll be honest with you guys, Aaron Williams to me should have been making a living doing this 15 years ago. I've, I've told people flat out, Aaron Williams is the most underrated guy in this business in the last 20 years. I will, I will, I will say that till the day I take my last breath. That dude could work a broomstick and main event, any show, Anywhere, anytime. That dude just flat out has it. And here's the crazy thing about that. His gimmick has evolved. Now he has a little bit of more personality and a little bit more character to where you even hate him more now. But the problem with it is, the problem the problem with him is, is he can pretty much legitimately kick your ass and out-wrestle you. So, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do with a guy like that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and I've said that. You know, and our fans, you know, they just wanted to see Aaron Williams now get his ass kicked by Mojo. Right. Well, from from the reaction from the fans and Mojo's return, they look like they are excited. And like you said, they want to see Mojo kick Aaron Williams' ass. Well, and here's another thing. Aaron Williams is the king of the ladder match in war wrestling. Yes. You know, so he's he's never really he's never lost one. You know what I mean? Like he's never lost he's never lost a ladder match or whatever in, in, on our shows. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, I believe I'll, let me refrain it. I think he actually beat Austin uh, lost to Austin Mannix for the respect title. But other than that, you know, he's he's pretty much worked everybody in a ladder match over the last ten years or whatever. And he's the guy that always brings it out. You know what I mean? He's the guy that requested for me to buy the twelve foot ladder. That's the dual ladder on both sides where they can walk up both sides or whatever. Because he's like, oh, I'm probably gonna do something insane and everyone's gonna talk about it. That's Aaron Williams. You know what I mean? So we're, we're used to that. You know, we're used to he's going to bring it. He's going to give 110%. He don't care about his body. He don't care about hurting himself. He is going to go out there and give the fans a show. You know, I, I want to talk about the matches on the rest of the card. And, and I want to talk to him in the perspective of, of when I was there for Nobody's Fool and, uh, and kind of the lead up to what's going to happen. There's one match that I – this match really intrigued me. This is the match that that I was like, you know what? If you're not going to war wrestling on the 21st and you hear about this match, in addition to all the matches we've already talked about, 
And that's the dog collar grudge match between Cody Jones and Jack Vaughn. Now, at the last show, Cody Jones, uh, he, he, he went a little extreme and crazy um, on Jack Vaughn. And uh, Cody Rhodes or Cody Jones put out a promo for this match. And it's, he's intense. He, he's, he's not only looking to win the match, he's looking to do harm to Jack Vaughn. Talk a little bit about Cody Jones versus Jack Vaughn. I, I will say this, and this is me strict. This is going to be me talking as Tom Williams, not the promoter of war wrestling, owner of poor, pro, uh, war wrestling. Cody Jones came into our promotion with Paloma Star, and they were the most hated comp- people that in the history of our company, other than one other guy. They legitimately have had death threats against them. But it's another scenario where he busted his ass. And he earned the fans' respect. But what people fail to realize about Cody Jones is is he's a second-generation wrestler. His dad wrestled in the territorial days with the Von Erics and all of them. So he has huge shoes to fill. You know what I mean? And he's just at a point where he's a 20-year veteran or whatever. And he feels like, you know, this might be his time. You know what I mean? But the problem with it is, is Jack Vaughn made things personal. You know, he he legit assaulted his wife, regardless if it's in the wrestling ring or not. He legit assaulted the dude's wife. You know what I mean? And he talked about his dad. And the the promo that you're talking about, this is what I told everybody. There's always a line that's blurred in pro wrestling. And the line that's blurred in pro wrestling is when a guy legitimately uses his real name in a promo when he said his real name, he basically said he was going to beat the piss out of Jack Vaughn. I believed it. Yeah. I believed it. I believe that, you know, he, not Cody Hawk, him as the man is going to beat the piss out of Jack Vaughn. So that's the dynamic of it. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where, you know, a, a dog collar match to me is old school where it's just two grown men that are tethered together with a chain around their neck and there's going to be carnage, you know? And the thing about Jack Vaughn is, is he's a veteran guy too. And, you know, he's a legitimate big guy. He's, you know, he's six, seven, two eighty. You know what I mean? It ain't like he's one fifty. you know what I mean? So no matter what happens in this match, someone's probably going to get hurt and someone's probably going to be bloody. And I, I kind of tend to agree with you. I think that, will be the match that everybody will be like, holy shit, that's what just happened. I truly do. You know what I mean? It's one of those matches where it's it's a legitimate fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see I don't see those two guys putting on a headlock. No. I don't. I see them legitimately beating the piss out of each other. Um, I think Cody Jones has got something to prove. And when, you know, when Jack Vaughn made it personal, you know what I mean? Made it, he, he did. Regardless if it's, you know, part of the show or whatever, he, he crossed the line. And I think that's going to be that, that match. For, and here's the thing. That's the semi-main event. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the semi-main event. You know, like how are how are you know how are we going to keep out doing each other? You know, but you know, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's the match where it's kind of like I I'll be in the gorilla position, but it's kind of like that's the match where I'm kind of like, oh shit, this could be really really bad from a fight standpoint because I can see them pushing each other's buttons and I can see them basically will just want to beat the piss out of each other. We've talked about all the other title matches except the war tag team title match. And in this one, we have the wise guys against the old school posse versus planet husk versus will the thrill and Shane and, uh, and Jimmy Shane. Now the last show, the wise guys and Brandon fields team together, one member of old school versus beast man and will the thrill, um, which led then to this four team title match uh when the match was over last month will the thrill wasn't happy with what was going on and wanted this uh four team match so um the wise guys are the champions um and it's tommy irish and uh, gino the, the cabo 
they're the members of Wise Guys defending the titles. But yeah. also, but here's the thing. Also, James B is in that, and also yeah. Ripper Blackheart is in that. That's see, that's the whole thing is is yeah. you know like it could be any members of that. They keep saying yeah. it's the Freebird rules or whatever. Yeah. And now the, now the match, now the match is theoretically Freebird rules. So here's the here's a dynamic that people haven't thought about. What if one of the members of the other members of the old school posse? Is involved in that match because they're technically Jack Vaughn comes out, right? There's three members of that. Who's to say that Will the Thrill and Jimmy Shane don't have a third member? Who's to say that Beastman and Movado doesn't have a third member? That's the thing that people don't. There's so many twists and turns and dynamics to that because this is basically what happened. The wise guys have always had the numbers, right? Because when they sign the contracts, it says the wise guys, so it could be any member of that. You know what I mean? And if you in, in the past two or three shows, Ripper Blackheart, who is the manager, has actually got the pin on the other guys, theoretically. And to me, that's a complete smack in the face to the guys that are in the ring wrestling, because at the end of the day, Ripper Blackheart is actually a manager. Yeah, I was going to say that at, at Nobody's Fool, Ripper Blackheart got the fall to win. The match for the white. Here's the thing: on Will the Thrill in the previous yeah. month, in the previous month, he did the exact same thing. So there's so many twists and turns and dynamics to that, or whatever. Where you know they hire the Freebird rule, where they, any members can come out, whatever. But who's to say, like we just said, that Beastman and them don't have a member, Jimmy Shane and them don't have a new member, the old school posse doesn't have a new member. You know what I mean? Like there's so many twists and turns and dynamics that, that could actually happen in this match because. It's free bird rules. And here's the thing, it's one pinfall. Right. So yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird dynamic. Um like I said, Ripper and them have always tried to one up each other and uh pull the wool over everyone's eyes and that sort of thing. And I think you know that's where they came up with the free bird rules thing. Because if you think about it, if you was wrestling them, you don't know who you're wrestling because technically there's three there's three members of that team that are pro wrestlers and a manager. Right. And if that was the card, that would be good. But we still haven't talked about Shane Foster and Brandon Day, Unchained Violence, having a bunkhouse brawl tag team match with Warhoss. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing. Shane Foster and Brandon Day actually had a knockdown drag out feud um, for a whole year. And it was uh, it ended at last year's anniversary show. But they gained a mutual respect for each other out of that. They legit, you know, they legit gained a mutual respect for each other out of that. So they've kind of formed a tag team or whatever. They have similar backgrounds. They both got uh, mixed martial arts, uh, Muay Thai. Uh, Shane Foster is a legitimate uh, Muay Thai fighter. And Brandon Day does uh, full contact karate, uh, you know, all that. So they got that going for them. And then Warhol's, on the other hand, are just two legitimately big dudes that just want to punch you in the mouth. I would, I would go on the record to say this. They were basically be like the in our version of Bradshaw and Ron Simmons. Right. That's pretty much what their, their yeah. dynamic is. They're just gonna punch you in your mouth yeah. and stop a mud hole in you and they don't care because they're as you're worried about you know them punching you in the mouth, they're also pissing on you at the same time. So here's the crazy thing about that guys it's a bunkhouse brawl which basically means it's a hardcore street fight come as you are weapons blah 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 and the dynamic of the whole thing is is here's the crazy thing guys that's actually kicking off the show last show good one last show there was so many people had to come out to try to keep these two teams apart yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just they just want to beat the piss out of each other. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a fight. And you know, like I said, and this is kicking off the show. And here's the thing that's crazy, guys, that I tell people this all the time. You know, it's kicking off the show. They sent me a list of requests of weapons that they want. OK, I'm like, uh, yeah, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. But here's the crazy thing. We have two full trash cans full of weapons that the fans have brought to previous shows that we're going to let those guys, it's going to be set up 
at the show. It's kicking off the show. You know, there's going to be, you know, pallets and these saw horses and trash cans and whatever else we can come up with because that's what they wanted. And the thing, crazy thing is, is there's four guys in that ring that just want to beat each other up and it's kicking off the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a legitimate fight right from the, the opening match. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but here's the thing. That's the only spot we felt that we could kick that show off because there's going to be all kinds of plunder and I don't want to spend 30 minutes cleaning it all up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, uh, now we got to take another intermission because I got to clean all this stuff up or whatever. So it's literally kicking off the show and, you know, we're going to basically sweep it all underneath the ring and <laughs> move on. But yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's the type of thing. That's the type of environment we want. You know, like I told people before, you know, the way that we go into the shows is every match is a main event. But I also think like your opening match should be one of the top two or three matches on the whole card. You know what I mean? And we're starting it off with a match that typically would be a main event match on any other show. It's a legitimate hardcore tag team street fight bunkhouse brawl come as you are. Yeah, it took the entire locker room to keep these two teams separated last show. This Saturday, May 21st at the Empowered Sports Center at 1730 North Union Street in Lima, Ohio is going to be War 19 and the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, Tom, do you have any last words? Uh are tickets still available? Where can tickets be found? Yeah, you can get tickets. Uh, you can get. T- we're, we're, we will sell VIP tickets all the way up until two p.m. Um, locally at Gromy CDs and Tapes, or online at WarWrestling.com. Or I'll be honest with you guys: if anybody that's listening to this wants to come to the show, tell them to reach out to me directly. I can put their name uh, at the door. I'm not believe that's how we did you, Dan. Right? Yeah, I, I re- and and I'll tell you how easy it was to the listeners. I reached out to to Tom. I told him how many tickets I wanted, what I was looking for. I came in the door. I gave them my name. They said, "Here's what it is." I paid it, and I got it. It was that simple. My seats were reserved, um, at the door, um, and all I did was reach out to Tom, and 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 he knew that I was coming, but I was legit. I wasn't gonna just you know, I'll reserve them not show. Cause we'd been talking extensively about me coming to that show, but I reached out, he reserved two, uh, two seats for me and they were, and they were there waiting for me. So that's another way you can get tickets. Are tickets going to be available the day of the show ahead of yes, time? Absolutely. At, I thought I yep. saw that too. Yep. Tickets will be available at the door. And, and honestly, there's no upcharge or anything. The only dif- difference that we don't do is we don't do like the family four packs for general mission at the door. It's literally $22 for VIP. And that guarantees you a VIP seat. You'll get in before everybody else to get all your concessions and your merchandise and all that sort of thing. And then general mission for that is $12. And I'll be honest with you, that's the price of a movie ticket. And you're going to get seven hard-hitting action packs matches we got uh i just did payroll today we got 48 people on this show that are there to please the fans and have a kick-ass event you know so there's gonna be 48 people that are going to come through that curtain that are going to go out there and give it 110 percent, and they're going to leave it all out there that night but i'll be honest with you dan i'm gonna be honest with you guys about one thing if there's anybody that's listening to this and they want to come down to the show from Michigan, tell them to reach out to me and I will absolutely 100% comp them a general mission ticket. You heard that. If you want to go to the show and you're from Michigan, reach out to, to Thomas Williams on Facebook. Yep. Let them know you're from Michigan. I have all that. If you look up World Wrestling Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not hard to find. He, yeah. He's not hard to find. And, and here's um, the thing. I, I just want I, I just want you guys to – I just want the Michigan fans to be exposed to us. And like I told you from the beginning, Dan, you guys are a part of my family. And whatever I can do to help you guys get, garner some new listeners. And I know you guys are hardcore wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. So guess what? Bring your asses down to Lima, Ohio on the 21st, and I will comp you a ticket, no questions asked, and guess what? Then you can see what we're all about, and this is our WrestleMania, and this is the granddaddy of them all for World Wrestling. And, you know, I don't think, even if you was paying $22 for a ticket, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. So guess what? What's better than free? Other than, well, gas is $5 a gallon, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> Again, That's another podcast episode. <laughs> reach, out, reach out to Tom. Let him know you're from Michigan. PWE sent you. He's going to comp you a general mission ticket. Tom, you know, I enjoy all of our conversations on and off a podcast. 
thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving us the opportunity um, to help showcase this show for you. And I know we'll be in touch soon. Yep. And uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate you. All good, man. You know, God bless you guys, man. Thank you guys for uh, helping pro wrestling or whatever. And I hope to see you guys on the 21st. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. And after we go to battle, I figured we might as well just take our sponsorship and ad read break right now. But don't go too far because we still got Russell of the Month after this. Yeah, real quick before we go to the ad, I just want to say um, how passionate Tom is about professional wrestling and how passionate he is about Lime, Ohio and war wrestling. Now, in August, they are planning on coming to Toledo. So if you're from Michigan and you decide to make the trip down this weekend, for that show, they're also going to be this summer. Um, stay tuned for more information. There's going to be a show in Toledo, which is right on the corner. I will say it was less than two hours for me to get there uh, from where I live. So this is well worth the drive if you're getting in for free. So with that, let's go to the ads. Anything Pro Wrestling Edge and Talking Sports with PWE, you can find on social media at PWE Pod on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter and TikTok. Anything for Edge of the Mind podcast, you can find that at Edge of the Mind Pod on Instagram and the Edge of the Mind podcast by PWE Facebook group page. Um, for everything PWE in general, please go to our website, pwepod.com. You'll find all the episodes for Pro Wrestling Edge, Talking Sports with PWE, information about all of us that are involved in all the podcasts. There's so much great information. There's a link to our merch store. Go to our merch store, buy our merch, um, and just help help out your guys here at Pro Wrestling Edge. We couldn't do this without our sponsors and our partners. Rue Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Rue Psychedelics. Um, the link to the Etsy store will be in the description of this episode. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. If you're looking for podcast production work, if you're looking for voiceover work, reach out to them, Facebook and Instagram, Whirlwind Productions DET, or email them at whirlwindproductionsdet at gmail.com. Brain Jerk Entertainment, we absolutely love what Brain Jerk Entertainment is doing there. T-Rup, Josh, the whole crew, there's so much great things going on. They are more than a podcast. They stream daily with a morning show. Um, they are back with season two of Taste Of, where they spotlight local restaurants. Um, they had one successful Drag Queen Bingo show. There's two more planned. So go check out all the content for Brain Jerk Entertainment at brainjerk.com. Our sponsor of the show, Ronnie at Jaquist Photography. He's transitioned from one love in his life, which was professional wrestling, to another love and passion, which is, um, which is photography. His attention to detail, his steady hand, and his love for photography makes him a, 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 a terrific asset for that industry. If you're looking for any type of photography work, uh, reach out to Jaquist Photography on Facebook and TikTok at Jaquist Photography. That's J-A-Q-U-I-S, Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram, and horror underscore style on Twitter. He does weddings, promo pictures. He, he does um, nature. He does, uh, uh, he'll do senior pictures, prom pictures, but, you know, whatever you want done, real estate pictures, anything, reach out to Ronnie. He is not only amazing at what he does, but he's just an awesome, awesome dude. Um, so check that out. Friends of the podcast, Schwartzy and Ratlocks, Wake and Bake. Uh, they stream every Monday to Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. on Twitch. And Ratlock has the Ratlock's Monster Lab of Science, Wrestling, and Horror, which is Thursday nights at 8 p.m. And then the newest show on that, um, that platform is Show Me the Money, Randy West, as she makes gear and makes... Um, she made uh, Schwartz's gear for Twitch. Um, his Twitch gear that he wore at Harpo. So check out those shows. Uh, Schwartzy, Ratlock, Randy, amazing people, friends of the show. Also, Midnight Snuggie Hour. Sean and Joe are going to be back soon with new episodes. Pro Wrestling Edge will be a part of that. 
Uh, look on Google Podcasts for what's coming there and check out Midnight Snuggie Hour. Um, did I cover everything there, fellas? I think we nailed it. All right. We have one last thing to announce, Jaybird, since uh, you have been a little quiet this episode, which is fine. Do you want to announce who won or do you just want me to do it? I believe the winner is Zodiac. Zodiac is the winner um, for May. And let's get right to seeing who wins the merch. And just to say, Zodiac was nominated by yours truly, Dan O'Mac. Now let's see who is the winner of the merch giveaway for May. Again, if you follow us on social media and you um, vote, you get entered in a drawing to win. And congratulations, the winner for May is friend of the podcast, Sean Woolley. Sean Woolley, I'll be reaching out to you. Um, Sean is the winner for May. So congrats on that. Continue to vote um, every month. If you've already won, continue to vote. You'll still be in the running, but hats off, Sean. Thank you um, for voting every month. And also Zodiac for being May's Wrestler of the Month. Brokowski. I think that just about wraps it up. Does anybody else got anything? I'm calling the shot. I'm pulling it then. Don't forget to reach out to Thomas Williams about this weekend, this Saturday. Tell him PWE sent you if you want to get a general admission yep. ticket. If for you're free. in Michigan. If you're in Michigan. If you're in Michigan. All and right. that's May 21st at the M Empowered Sports Center in Lima, Ohio. Peace, we out. Pro Wrestling Heads would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rude Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist. Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.